Big Sam left Seattle in the year of 92. With George Pratt, his daughter, and his Say, right, you have the license. It doesn't matter what you do, just go down and start. Well, first of all, we just pick a location, right? Right, yeah. So here's a map of we say Blessing and Wicklow. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, there's a particular river, the Voca River. It's already been panned, there's gold being found in it. For centuries, the promise of gold has driven men crazy. But this is not California or the Klondike. It is a Sunday afternoon in a bar in the Dublin suburb of Malahide. Uh, the Avonmore River, I think they call it. Yeah, yeah. That's just outside that new. Yeah. Right? You said you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Sitting here, great even, few points. Get on and try it. Yeah. This is Hugh and Cammy. One an amateur geologist, the other an explosives expert. So what's the After you go down and even have a go at it, what do you, you just ring up down and just tell someone that you're, you're no, doing it? I mean, no, I have a prospect of a license. So basically yeah. you can walk in and actually start panning. panning. But I mean, yeah. it does already mean gold found in it. Yeah. yeah. So it's only a matter of yeah, well, picking a date yeah, and going yeah, down and doing it. Tuesday evening, I've got the pans, I've got the buckets. Got Tuesday, the doesn't, Tuesday wouldn't work for me. Thursday now would Tuesday. suit me now. Okay. Right, okay. I've got, well, got one, two, three, three or four sets of pans, a couple of buckets. It's as simple as that. Just pan it. North to Alaska, I go north, the rush is on. North to Alaska, I go north, the rush is on. This is a quarry outside Blessington where Cammy is working today. Remember I was saying, like if you just look down and you'll see it. See the copper. Yep. Then you come up here and then you see I am pyrite. Now it'll be flecks of gold in that. See that there? And that's how easy it is to pick it up. You know what I mean? Now you could be there walking around for an hour but then you just walk on top of it. It is two bits there now, yeah. Sorry, I'm pyrite. Iron pyrite That's is worthless and otherwise known as fool's copper, gold. Is that copper there? Mm, it'd be a bit of copper and a bit of iron pyrite on it. Yeah. Copper's kind of a green colour. Greeny colour, yeah. But you see, there now, that it all had, there'd be gold yeah. in that, but it all had to be crushed and smelted. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you the scenes up here now in a second. But that's where they used to find the gold before, because it was all natural rock, there was no topsoil on it, so it was easy to find the lumps of quartz and just chase them. Yeah. You'll find the seam running and you just follow it. Spend the next section there. See the dip of the slag in the middle? Yeah. Now, we've been looking at this for ages, and how many times have we walked over and not found it, you know what I mean? Even while he is working, Cammy's eyes are open for evidence of gold. Where's this river you're bringing me to? It's actually, which is all the same as this you. Yeah. It's just the other side of the mountain there, in the middle is all granite. The far side then, it's all this type of rock. Quartz seam is an indicator of the presence of gold. 
that's it running there. That's with the chase. There, it's coming back out through the rock there again. See it in there? Yeah, I can see the same, yeah. So it's kind of running. Yeah. No, but you get, see it coming in out here at the end of it. But you can get seen to that. Yeah, just, up, yeah, kind of, that's it, just like ore with, with the bits yeah. within it, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can go mine up an ore now, it's, a, it's an ore body that they have, and the ore body is about a metre and a half wide, with yeah. the, how many carats of gold per ton, is how, how they're doing it. Yeah. So how many carats would you get per ton? I don't know, it, it all depends on what the, what, what the quarries are. But the price of gold now has gone way up, so anything is nearly worth mining. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff up there is all crushed down into into a dust like this and it's sent away over to Scotland to be smelted yeah. and brought back to us. Yeah, it's over a thousand dollars an ounce. So if you're crushing it down, you see us crushing the rock and that's only for an end product of a pound a ton. So you imagine what they're getting. <laughs> I just always had an interest in it. I, I couldn't actually explain why, but I was just yeah, fascinated by... Uh, Probably Wicklow Mountains. That somewhere, somewhere in school, you know, I just heard that at some stage the Wicklow Mountains were actually about five kilometres underground, going back 400 million years ago, and that given that length of time, all the land around them was eroded away, stripped away over millions of years to leave them standing the way they are. I just that's fascinating. That that kind of stuff just fascinated me. Um, the fact that where we're standing now, literally, at some stage, was probably several kilometres under a massive ocean. And this stuff, what we're looking at now, would have been laid down on the bottom of, a, of an ocean. Uh, probably hundreds of miles from the nearest land, and I'd say five kilometres deep. And now here we are, probably a couple of hundred feet high, near the Dublin mountains, and it's all just been exposed now. But uh, that kind of thing and the span of time just fascinates me. Just the, the pure span of time for all this to develop and end up like this. As you see, look, we have 60 holes here nearly ready to fire. They're drilled. Um, they're just filling the top up the holes with the stemming. Now, in each hole, there's two detonators and there's about 75 kgs of explosive, which is Emigel 2. And each hole goes off individually with a time delay of 17 milliseconds between hole. So you have 60 holes individually going off at one time. Um, as you'll hear when, we, when we're letting off the shot, uh, you'll see the results of it. So we're actually standing at this moment in time on this amount of explosive. Yeah. Are we in any danger? No, not here, because all, they're non-electric. So in other words, electricity or current has nothing got to do with these. They're way safer than what we used to use years ago. We used to use the electric detonators years ago, where your mobile phones, lightning, any type of a frequency, uh, ESP lines, telecommunication lines, any of that, you'd have to take off with precaution. But this stuff is, as you see yourself, the way it's laid out, um, we're safe enough. Enough? Enough. <laughs> so you're one of, uh, what, three generations? Well, uh, we stuff dating back to my grandfather, which we've been back in, I've stuffed belonged to him since 1947. Um, then my father, then myself, and then there's two other brothers at it. All involved in tunnelling and explosives. Well, we, my father started off basically with all the mines, pipe jacks, which would be small tunnels on the railway lines, all that sort of stuff. And then we got into quarries. Where my grandfather now would have been Shannon Airport, clearing all the rock for, the, for instance, for there. But he'd be using black powder, make your own detonators. Have you used to have your own explosives out in the back of your shed? 
I'm just to show you how it's changed. You look at the security here, even the two armed policemen with us all the time. So, um, but it's laxing off again. And tell me, um, your grandfather then with the, the black powder and that, would he have ever hurt himself? Or oh, yeah, yeah. Most shot fires back in then would have no fingers. Where the detonators are to blow the fingers off them. Because as they're walking up from shots, the deaths used to prematurely go off and blow the fingers off them. So um, my grandfather, I think, had nearly three fingers blown off. Um, what about your dad? My dad was in an accident uh, about in 1970 where um, they were destroying explosives and the guard accidentally um, well, one of the helpers accidentally put uh, detonators into the fire at that time you used to have to burn your explosives and get rid of them now they don't know whether it was a detonator or sometimes they'll tell you it's a, a hole with a, that can build up pressure and fire it yeah. there's all types of excuses for it but um, he got a bad belt then and what about his leg then? I lost his leg after that because of, uh, we say, diabetes and bad circulation. Because years ago, you can imagine, they didn't fix all the veins in the legs and that. So with the diabetes setting in and the accident before that. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's indirectly yeah. as a result of oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about yourself? Are you intact now? You look to be fairly intact. Oh, I've got good training between the grandfather and the father. No, we've never ever had an accident. You don't have accidents. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you look at the safety now compared to what it used to be years ago. I mean, the detonators, the explosives, all different. There's no... They were using nitroglycerin-based powder. We don't use any of that anymore, so it's... It's hundred times safer than what it ever was, you know. What age were you when you first got involved in this? I first went down shafts when we were 14 years of age. Down shafts with comb and tunneling with the crowd. And my father would be blasting the shafts and I'd be helping him. It's, that's how we got us... All of us started doing the same thing. So, um, Presumably he would have been the same way, started out. Oh, he would have gone age. with the grandfather, yeah, yeah. out yeah. there helping him. I got in there, uh, cutting the toe, and an infection came in then, and I didn't realise they had diabetes at the time. I tell you, it's too late. I just travelled to, I lost a leg there, and I lost uh, four toes in the left leg. Like, I still got some muscles, but it's okay, no, thing. it's not okay with it, no, you know. Yeah, I still had to go down. I still have the poly one, so. <laughs> and you got the infection when you were working, is that what it was? Yeah, well, well this happened all happened because I got a, a bang in my toe and it never healed, you know, the big toe. So I lost that and then I just travelled in and it hit me all of a sudden and just got underneath the knee and all like, you know. But it's okay otherwise. Yeah. Not too bad. So, like, John Jr., anyway, you're a. You're a rugby fanatic yeah that's true uh, we follow him once so yeah we don't take any holidays we just follow him once so. <laughs> and do you miss the work now that you've retired oh I do yeah I miss it I still wake up in the morning at 6 o'clock and go on over you know that's when it hits you mostly when everybody's going to work and you can't get out like you know otherwise all right. I can handle that right Well, it's lovely seeing that you have the continuity in the family, isn't it? Yeah, that is, yeah. Like, stick my nose in here and there, you know? Yeah. yeah. And what you set up to see it so successful yeah. and moving forward. And if I get a good leg, I'll go a pen in the rivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. The best uh, instrument to use, not a civil suit, but a, a basin. I just wash the water and uh, all... Uh, any particles will float off the top. Anything heavy in the bottom will stay in the bottom. If there's any minerals, it will stay in the bottom of the... And that's how you distinguish it, like, you know. And John, where would you advise us to start? 
Well, whatever was found before, there's a bit of any of those levels, like, you know, well, like this. There's a lot of areas like it was, but down there I'd be blown weak, look, you know. After heavy rain? Yeah, yes, heavy rain, and, uh, well, uh, up in County Tyrone, there is, there is, uh, there's even the open casting at the moment, there's got a, a mining open casting just outside Homer at the moment, like, you know, but they have to shift maybe thousand ton maybe for maybe for an ounce of gold or less, you know, so the the price that's the price a lot of work. Mining, yeah. That's that's what kills it, you see, you know. But uh where the tunnel drove into the yeah, Gotchin is near the foot of the Spam Mountains and uh they have a there is a seam there is a seam in there, two meter seam running at seventy five degrees and it's we don't know, don't know how deep it is going, but it's there. Yeah. Well, the rotten uh, panned, as, as you know, it's a panned and the trace of gold is always found in the rivers, like they never found the mother load, as you call it. They never found the main body of gold. It was never found in it, like, you know, mines and island. Do you think that the fact that flakes of gold have been found in the Wicklow rivers, does that indicate then that there is a mother load somewhere? Yeah, it has to come from somewhere. So it has to come from somewhere. So it has never been found. How are you? Are you minding us? I thought you had a dog there every day. I thought you had in your hand. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first one to say that. that Lord, yeah, because I heard it before, it's all right. Uh, so you, you count them out and count them in? That's it, that was right, yeah. It's gone cool enough, isn't it? It is cold now, all right, yeah. yeah so the rain at least is keeping off. Yeah, the wind comes there somewhere, whatever way it comes down. Yeah, yeah. It's skin, you know, yeah. So, do you do this often? Uh, up and down, yeah. No, no I usually don't be up here because I'm from Boston, then. All right. You know, so it's just that a guy here is uh, the local detective uh, on court or something today, so I'm just doing this now, you know. Grand, yeah, yeah. There's another world in here, isn't it? Quarry. It is. It's, it's like uh, it's huge. It's huge. John has a, has a, um, a big interest in finding gold. John has. Yeah. Good man, John. Does he think he'll find it here? So I, I, I met a man the other day, now, and, I don't, and I don't understand this. this, this. Well, he told me that he has bought all the rights down around Boston that to the whatever elements are in this phone and the whole lot. And if someone finds something that he's entitled to, I don't know. I don't know how you can do that, but apparently he has anyway. Oh yeah. You know. I was told there recently then that there's um, a retired guard from Nace that he does this on a on a, there is, a full time there is. basis. That, that, that's right, to PJ Door. He's yeah. from Kerry, but is it down around Kerry? He does it. Or well, I like don't that? know where he does it. I've only oh, heard yeah, about this yeah. man. He's, it's uh, this is almost like you know the the rumours that would have been around the time of the the Californian yeah. gold rush. But he, he is supposed to have found serious oh, bits he, of gold. He, that's right. He took he 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 went off big. I had no, I know that no, whatever, yeah. whatever. He's full of bands the road, whatever. I tell you, if you're going to go looking for gold, a name like PJ Dore. Dore. <laughs> so, John, just tell me what are you going to do now? Right, now we're all basically set up to go here. We let off the warning signal a minute before the blast. The next signal then you hear will be when I'm blasting. So, this is the fire line. The fire line is connected to the, to the starter. When I press that. This is when it goes off. So far, how far are we away now from We're the, the actual shell we're going to blow? 
We're actually uh, 300, 300 meters away. It's our safety zone. Now we just want to make sure that all the lads are ready on that. Jack, come up to look, is he? Over to Tomic here. Yeah. Johnny, pleased with that? Were you impressed? That's as sweet as a nut. <laughs> now we're just going to have to give the all clear. Yeah, you can feel the vibration through the ground. That was very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, see, see up here, you clear. Now, see there, yeah, but you'll have two crisscrossing here. Yeah. And what they do is now they, they do a pit down. See this one coming in across here? Yeah. Now that looks like, see that there now, that looks like it should be pan and gold. For. See that? Now, see the gold that's in it? Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Now you can imagine how easy it is for that to get into a river. Yeah. And catch. So it's the same, you know, the iron fire rate, see the gold at the bottom of it? So it's not, it's not, you know what I mean? It's it's very easy that, for that to get washed into. Oh, to wash into a stream, yeah. You know? Yeah, so yeah. That's, yeah. Pan, that's, well, that's what you're actually panning for. Yeah. Now you have two seams there, which is good, that's coming down. You have this one coming down through the rock. The blast has exposed fresh seams of gold bearing quartz. That's what they actually mine for, they just fully the seams. Yeah. So, how are you going to set yourself up in the river then? Well, we've done a bit of an investigation into a couple of rivers that actually have been found, that gold has been found in. And it's just pure luck, try and find the area. A lot of it is. Um, if you can get an area where you, you can be 100% sure that the river hasn't moved in thousands of years, what happens is the rivers move. Yeah. So um, there's a good few spots in uh, Wicklow that haven't even been tried yet. And it's, if you can get under the right stone, as I say, it's a pastime, it's a hobby more than anything else. But there's, been, there's been rings made of gold at Wicklow Gold. Like Wicklow Gold, you can only get what, double the price if you can prove it's Wicklow Gold. As I said, there's a guard around here. Used to be, that's what he done. Some guard in the lo locality here. You, you were talking to the guard the last day. So he, guys, makes fortune doing it. And even in Tala, there was a nugget found in Tala. You know, was, uh, the, the river that runs through Tala. Yeah. Just before it comes out of the mountain, before they done the reservoir, there was a, a couple of, a couple of, a couple of ounces. One of the biggest carts, or one of the biggest nuggets found in Ireland, was found in Tala. Never have, never, hold on. Never ever in this history, this club has ever been this. I know, I know you all think it's easy and I know you think they're on the. It's not, we're looking at the I know you think they're on the piss. The reason they're playing the way they are is because you're pressurising them. Those last three training sessions, you know when you're in their faces, right? That's what's happening. I promise you, I promise you one thing. You keep going here now today, right? The same way we're doing it. You start getting interception tries. They're getting tired, 
keep it up, keep it up, right? We have a blitz in about three or four weeks' time. This is the best training session we'll ever, ever have. Liz, that's on. I know you think you're not doing much, but the fucking pressure you're putting on them, they cannot play. When they get the ball, you see your woman doing the handoffs? They are good rugby players, believe you me. In rugby circles, John O'Connell's suicidal tackling has earned him the nickname Cammy for Kamikaze. He coaches the Malahide women's team. Right, wingers, Maeve. Right, I want Maeve to start getting into this game. Who's on the other wing? Trina. I mean, Jesus, you're nearly there. Right. I will accept nothing better than two tries from the wings this time. Okay. Now support each other. Have a bit of crack. Let's look for a couple along the ground. Right, a bit of space, you're up close to the them. Bit along, grubber, along the ground. Grubber three. Right. I've got the centres and the wings chasing it, okay? Right. All right, Liz, you keep going again. Ladies, don't start laughing. This, this match is not over. This match is not over. We go back in here, winners. I don't give a fuck if we go in here 100 to nail, do you understand? People will do it to us and we will do it to them. Right? We can all go in and have a crack afterwards. She got one try up there. Right? After how many? Doesn't matter, yeah. girls. You do not let anyone back into the game. Close them out. That is brilliant fucking rugby. Brilliant. Girls, there's one thing I want to say. The forwards kind of stay in when they're kicking off. Stay kind of in the middle because let the wingers or let the backs go behind us because they're not kicking very far. So if we get it, we can go and drive, and the backs can come with us. We say more as a pack as well. Girls, that's good. Come here, girls. Get in. Just from the start here, right? Just organise this and go out and play like a team again. That's what got us going at the start, right? That we were all ready and formed up properly. That's what we need to do from, from the get-go at the start here, okay? So just right, enjoy it now and we'll play well. We'll, we'll play clever and we'll play, play really good and we'll all oh, bloody well score a try by the end of this, okay? So from the start, everyone get organised. Don't hang back. Don't start falling off the ball or anything, okay? Get going. Let's go. Let's do this. Malahide. Malahide on three. Rusty, get in. One, two, three. Malahide! Malahide women's team, 77 points. The visiting English, 7 points. Extremely tough character. When did he discover that you had an interest in geology? Was it just the two of you sitting at the bar? Or? Uh, yeah, we were just sitting at the bar and he mentioned that he was up blasting and we just got talking then about the kind of rock he was blasting and that kind of stuff. And then just that thing, that kind of thing, just talking about the various rocks, the way he was at that stage working down uh, somewhere in the Burren and was tunnelling into this new cave complex down there in the uh, in the Burren. So we just caught talking about that, that kind of thing. So that's how we got the, the interest in it. And then he just mentioned to me that he had this licence for panning gold. So, you know, we said we'd take it from there, from there and that's the, the next step on this, to have a go at it. And how will you pick the river well this is the thing Cammy himself says that there is a mother load somewhere up there in the Wicklow mountains um, that the gold the gold was originally you know, mined up there it was planned for and that um, all the Celtic jewellery as far as I know was made came from kind of Wicklow gold but uh, the river itself really that's well, Cammy will pick it just from maybe his knowledge up there and talking to people but equally well it's a river that would have to probably flow somewhere out of the Wicklow Mountains down that way um, something that would be leaching out the gold out of you know the whatever gold bearing quartz um, kind of um, segments that are in there or veins that are in there 
So to that extent, I mean, there would be probably no point in, in you know in picking a river, you know, in the Midlands. It has to be somewhere around that area. Later that afternoon, in the bar, decisions are made. You said you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Sitting here, great even, few points. Go down and try it. But I mean, yeah. it does already mean gold found in it. Yeah. yeah. So it's only a matter of yeah, well, picking a date yeah, and going yeah, down and doing yeah, it. Yeah. Well, okay, well, let's, well, I, I got one, two, three, three or four sets of pans, a couple of buckets. It's as simple as that, and just pan it. Yeah. You don't believe me, do you? No. All right. Okay. No. I bet you there's money in the river. There's a guard has made a fortune of panning around Wicklow. I don't know many ounces of stuff he's after getting in the last five or six years. And there's actually Wicklow Gold. The Wicklow Gold is maybe one of the dearest golds to get. Yeah. It could be lucky, Hugh. It could be lucky. He's like fishing. Okay. okay. You put it up to me, right? So, that's done and dusted. Not you, now, Thursday night. Thursday night. What time you finish at? Thursday night. Let's do this about five o'clock so we'll have a couple of hours. Yeah. Look, you spend a half an hour having a look to see where we're going to go. Try it and just move down the river a bit. Okay, fairly meet you. Meet you in round one, you probably round one. Yeah. Round one, yeah. What's. Yeah, round one, how's. Round one. Uh, I'll yeah. ring you on the way and I'll tell you what pub I'm in. Yeah. We'll get down the river, try it, see if we find something. Then you know we've got to go 50 50 on this. Yeah, no, we'll work that out later on. <laughs> Do I need waders? Yeah, I mean, you bring the gear. Do I need waders or weddings or what? A pair of wellingtons each. Yeah. I'll give you a pan. I have a pan, a bucket and a shovel and off we go. Hugh, do you think you should bring the dog? Yeah. Oh, your golden receiver? Oh, yeah. Yeah, golden retriever, you. <laughs> Come on, this is serious. Yeah. Yeah. Right, done and dusted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you laughing? Yeah. Here's the pants. Yeah, yeah. No, very basic, but they're gold pants. Thursday afternoon in Avondale, our prospectors gear themselves up. And hopefully all your gold ends up there. See the ribs? Yeah. As you're shaking and panning. Yeah. All the different metals are coming out. I must say, I was expecting something a little bit more uh, complicated. They were sent from America. Plastic. You wouldn't even have got proper. Um, I'm told you get a wok. Tins or something. You know what it is? You make up your own. All you need is them. See them? Yeah. The ridges, just to hold it. Oh, yeah. See that? Yeah. See that there now? Yeah. That's what you're looking for. See that? Yeah. That's what you're going to get. If we get it. Uh, what, do you, what do you need a shovel for? To dig up this. The sediment. You can use your hand. Are oh, you just digging? Oh, I see. Sorry, I thought that. Some people just go for the top of the ground. Yeah. If you can imagine oh, yeah. the gold sink. So if you can get a bank. Yeah. It's like what Joe was saying. Yeah. Earlier, I called to Avondale House, former home of Charles Stewart Parnell. Morning, Jean. How are you? Thank you very much. A lovely morning in Avondale. It's absolutely beautiful. It couldn't be more perfect out there. The estate is looking lovely. Yes, uh, starting to everything's starting to grow. That's the unfortunate thing now. You have to keep after the weeds and the shrubs and 
And the man himself, I mean, he took a great interest in, in the estate here, didn't he, when he oh, was living here? Oh, he did. He had a sawmills on the estate, uh, which he built around 1871. And then he had uh, his famous big cattle shed, which he built in 1880. And um, we're about to start refurbishing that now, and uh, which would be brilliant. He copied the design of that, the roof of it in particular, from Brighton Railway Station. So we have to restore it to its original building. And um, he had then, there was an area on the grounds, if you go down towards the viaduct there, where we've known as Parnell's Wall, where his, or Parnell's Well, sorry, and uh, where he liked the water from there to make his tea. Very particular yes, man. very particular, yes. Would it have been the gold in the water? <laughs> maybe, maybe. You wouldn't know why, because I was just down there the other day. It is not commonly known that Parnell, too, was a prospector for gold. Because I've heard the story that, that he's, he had an interest in gold, didn't he, in, in, oh, the, he in the river running through here? He did, very much so. The Avonmore River runs through the estate here. Uh, it's a four-mile stretch of river running through here on its way down to the meetings of the waters. And uh, he panned a little bit for gold himself and uh, took him over about seven years and he got a few little nuggets. And, of course, at the time you had to report your find to the authorities uh, who were the department of, I think it was called Woods at the time. And um, they would then want, of course, a share and he wasn't prepared to give anything up and he had the amount of gold and he made it himself apparently but I, perhaps somebody was helping him with it into a wedding band for Catherine O'Shea. Very simple but looking quite modern when you look at today's jewellery. Very solid little ring. Um, I wouldn't mind owning it. It's quite comfortable. I have tried it on and uh, it fits see. just nicely. So this is made from gold that has gold. come directly right. from the yes. Avonmore River? Uh, directly um, from it. It's platinum and gold and the gold was mined at Avondale and it was um, panned by Parnell himself. Do people still pan for gold out there? I believe so. I believe so. There was a little bit of a, a revival a few years ago, particularly more towards the Avoca end. But I have heard of people more just as a hobby and, you know, not really getting a whole lot anyway, little slivers. Mm. Yeah, it would take a lot of little slivers to, to oh, make that ring, well, I think. Well, apparently, you, you see what's just there. Apparently, that took him seven or eight years just to acquire that. Right. So right. I would imagine he... He didn't meet Catherine O'Shea till 1880, so I would imagine he had this from previous years, and right. it was over uh, those times that he, ma he made it for her much later. Just waiting know. for the right girl to... Wait, exactly. <laughs> and ironically, her name was Woods. She was Catherine Woods, so it all fitted in nicely. Oh, perfect, absolutely perfect. See, can I just in the flowing Avonmore, Hugh is initiated into the art of panning. So the gold is heavier, is it? Yeah. It, it actually it would sink to the bottom, as well. Yeah. When you get down to a fine material, see now it's yeah, yeah, see how fine that is. Yeah, yeah, I start slow out of there, just to get the yeah, yeah. Then you see you just keep it. Yeah. yeah. You keep washing the big ones out and what happens is the reaches. Yeah, you see it's up on him. Now, to speed it all up, you get a sieve. See yeah. what we're after digging? You get a, yeah. three or four different types of sieves. Yeah, just to uh, walk it down. Yeah. Right? 
Before long, our adventurers attract local attention. Evening, ladies. I see you're exercising your dogs. Yeah. Are you coming for gold? What would you think of a couple of guys? What's their chances of finding gold here? This isn't down by the wooden bridge is the better. That's called the, the gold mine liver. Right. Down by the wooden bridge hotel. Not here. Right. You don't think there's any chance at all that they're not, they're not here, anything. I don't think. Did you? I wouldn't well, say no. in this stretch of river. No. Well, Parnell panned this, this river for over seven years and, and found enough gold to make the ring for Kitty O'Shea, so... Romantic. Seven years? Seven, yeah, no, it's <laughs> I think I'll be waiting <laughs> seven years for my husband to do the same. <laughs> he might have done it in a few months if he went to where the gold is. Yeah. yeah. The other. Where were you yes. saying there? Down, down by the wooden bridge, that would be called the gold mine river down there. Mm. But this, it, like my lads have come and done this, they never got anything. Yeah. Well, down below us, mm. it's a bit further down the river. So. Yeah. Um, th yeah, it's always believed that there's a mother load of gold somewhere, but it hasn't never been found. <sighs> yeah, it's like trying to win the lotto, isn't it? The sa same kind of odds. These yeah. guys are fairly convinced they're going to do it. <laughs> find the mother load? Uh, well, you know, at least find some that will lead them to the mother load. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's great. Three and a half hours now that it's less feet and must keep it The prospectors become impatient. Three lumps of iron fireworks which are worthless. Who told you? Who told you this was a good part of the river? You just like fishing. You're gonna have to take a mass amount of the patience. Four hours. Four and a half hours. There's two decent bits going on. And at last, they strike pay dirt. See you, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Is that it there? You see the second bit? You just push it over. Oh, yeah, I see it now. Yeah. See them two bits there? There's yeah. another bit there? Yeah. yeah. Right, and that's not even finished panning this one. There, another bit. So there's three different... Diff there's three... See the three flakes yeah, there? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That you can actually... Identify straight away yeah, with the naked eye, yeah. In, in what looks like poor light at the moment because it's getting duskish. In the gathering dusk, I believe I see the gleam of gold. At least I think it's the genuine article, but then calamity strikes. In right on top of the bit of gold you found. <laughs> I was trying to save it. <laughs> the hard won flakes are washed away. You think with Joe, if you found a bit like that, yeah. after three or four months, you know? What would that be worth now, you reckon? It? Well, you, you, you know, wicker gold. Undeterred. The prospectors follow the lady's advice and move downstream. Like to this day, there's people still panning. Yeah. 
At last, Wicklow Gold. See the piece he's just found there. See, see it on his arm. Oh, yeah. That's a fairly substantial bit, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. That's two decent bits now with two different hands. This time it's unmistakable. A small golden nugget glitters up at me from Cammy's cupped palm. Too dark now to continue. The lads leave the river. Which is always to be really warm, don't they? I reckon, yeah. yeah. I feel the difference. I feel the difference in the heat. No, no, no. Oh, from the, from the river, you mean? Yeah. Is it? Ah, yeah, well, I suppose. Yeah. I never find out what that gold is worth. <laughs> We're like something from <laughs> Snow White and the, the Seven, seven Dwarfs. Yeah, oh, she yeah. starts singing hi ho, hi ho. <laughs> so, so Hollywood anyway next <laughs> next Sunday. Yeah, the river's right beside it's just parked there and the river's just you come up along it. Do two or three spots, we won't spend long. We'll like, yeah. do the King River on the on the north side and then do the this river on the south side. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the year then we'll we'll weigh it up, add it up, value it. Oh, I'm going to get three new teeth. <laughs> Gold teeth. The evening has filled with golden light and optimism. It's enough to convince a sceptic. You take the gold to your car, Mike. Um, well, I reckon from the state of your car, nobody even think about breaking into it. You might as well have it, yeah. Right. Plan a better for Sunday. Right up. Yep. Beach in Hollywood. I have a couple of good spots. And for Cammy and Hugh, the quest for the mother load goes on. Right, folks, see you again. Okay. See you, Cammy. Yeah.